what advice uh, would you give to someone, you know, youngsters out there who are out there to pursue, pursue their own passions? Practice. I don't care if you're a rapper. I don't care if you're an uh, instrument. I don't care if you produce. I don't care if you tap dance. I don't care what you do. If you don't practice, if you think you're going to get it the easy way with money and all that stuff, you got a rude awakening for you. Okay, everybody got to get older. And when you get older, it's going to show who you really are because, yeah, practice all you can. Practice it every day. If you're in your 20s, spend your whole 20 practicing and try to be famous in your 30 because it's going to really make a big difference because in your 20s, you're going to make mistakes because your brain don't start growing till you, your brain don't start growing until you're 25. And even then, that next five years of your life is very crucial because now you got to you're limitless, really. You, you can be limitless. So, and so I feel like if you're in your 20s, you're a young artist. If you're even younger than that, you started 15 or younger, whew, you're ahead of the game if you know this knowledge. So, practice, practice, practice. Two hours to eight hours a day. That's my recommendation. I did 14 hours because I played on the street and I was making money. I did 14 hours a day. But I suggest, especially if you're a rapper, practice everyday freestyling. Every day. Eight hours, so you could be, so you have nothing to worry about. That's the hardest thing going, going to be in the game is being like the best of what you're going to be. So you need to practice, practice. Welcome to the Blitz Seekers Podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, and please enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very special guest. He is an American musician, saxophonist, producer, and songwriter. The Oakland native has made his name in the industry, showcasing his talent within many genres of music, confidently crossing the playing fields of R&B, neo-soul, jazz, hip-hop, reggae, Latin, and tribal. The high-ranked soloist has been able to share the stage with some of the most prolific names in the music game, such as Solange and most recently, David Banner. He has played in front of some of the largest audiences and is a well-known name at the University of California, Berkeley. He has also booked for many festivals and has even taken his talent to the depths of California's very own San Quentin State Prison uh, to share his joy amongst the mass population of inmates. Over the years, he has become more than just a musician and has positioned himself to be a major powerhouse of connection by directly introducing other musicians to new opportunities through his platform. Recently, he soft-launched his own label, Focus Productions. He has plans of eliminating some of the struggles he has seen young artists dealing with and has made a vow to assist many people, as many people as he can, while working his way to the top. When asked what motivates him, he explains, the memory of his mother who transitioned to an early passing has been the fuel to his flame and motivates him to a level that is unexplained by word. Sound has been his voice for years, waking up each day, Focus on bettering himself has been the bread and butter and has allowed him to push through any of all life's hurdles. Please welcome to the podcast, KJ Focus. Yeah. No, okay, let's Marisha. do it. Marisha is one of my good <laughs> friends and uh, I colla collaborate with her as well. Right. And uh, the music video that you're in it, I didn't know that was you until she told me. Yeah, that was me. So yeah. the recent one, so that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was dope. Yeah, so KJ, we always like to get to know the person uh on every podcast because we feel like if they know you how you grew up you know where you come from and how you got to where you're at they can connect with you a lot better mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about your upbringing uh oakland native uh, what was it like growing up in oakland man, <laughs> man that's, a, that's a story it's like a whole different life but um yeah i 
Um, I used to live with my grandparents. I lived between my grandparents and my mom for a minute. Um, when I was about like one to nine, and then when I became nine, um, that's when my mom passed. And then Sorry to hear well, my grandma that. passed first. And then it's crazy because then like a month later, then my mom passed. So it's like, like well, okay. So, wow. Yeah. But, sorry to hear um, about that, man. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It's yeah. life. So got to keep going. But then, you know, then um, I lived with my grandfather for like another, I think, six years. And then, you know, you know it was his time to go. So. Gotcha. Um, so it was just me and my sister for a minute. I had to finish middle school before I, you know, I had a, like a little choice to see if I wanted to live in Pittsburgh or Richmond with my uncle. Okay. So, um, so I would live with my sister, with me and her at the house. First time me and her at the house with all, you know, without my grandparents and stuff, my mom. So it was kind of crazy. Um, you know, did that, got through all that, you know, I chose to live in Richmond. Charles and my auntie and that was a good decision because like I was always standing over there when I was a little kid so they was like my mom and dad anyway so yeah dope decision you know yeah so yeah Oakland was kind of tough it's East Oakland um it is what it is out there you know luckily I stayed out you know I had to stay away from that stuff kind of kind of on the hill and like the like the real like crazy side was on the bottom so mm-hmm. you know I was like kind of like sheltered from it so it was good yeah, which so, is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. yeah, it was a great thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You probably wouldn't so, be here if it weren't for that, right? If I never would have moved to Richmond, I don't think I'd be here right now. That's yeah, crazy. So, be honest. So, yeah, um, so I moved to Richmond, you know, starting to go to high school. Richmond High, so I was Richmond High. Um, first time I got into sports, you know, that was dope. Played for the Richmond Steelers. Uh, was um, that football? Yeah, football. Okay. You know, the first sport I played, that was dope, you know. Got to experience that. Um, went to Richmond High. Um, that's when I learned how to play the sax. So, so what um, got you into into music? What took you from sports into music? Um, it's crazy because I really wanted to become a basketball player. That was that was really what it is, and this still kind of is. You know, I'm still like training for stuff like that. But um, it was not until I got to the tenth. Well, I had guitar in ninth, but I wasn't really like into it like that, like that. But it was not until the 10th where they put me in a, a two different math class or something like that, right? Two of the same class. And they said, oh, it's a mistake. What other class do you want to be in? And they were like, we got band. I was like, sure, cool. Went to band <laughs> Much class. better than math, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, good. Let's do, you know, it's kind of the same thing, music and math. And like, kind of same, so whatever. But um, so first day, I remember I was playing the trumpet, right? <laughs> I hated that thing so much, right? I couldn't get no sound out of it. And I was like, can I play this curvy thing? Like, what is this curvy thing? He like the sax. I'm like, yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> and then like I remember the first time I played, I was able to like play throughout the whole like notes on the sax, like breathing wise. So it was like a talent basically for me. Like so. So it was kind of natural that. from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It just when I when I felt like I was good at something, when I knew I was good at it, I just kept with it. I still kept playing basketball, but that became the most like focused thing I focused on. So, at so that you time. started in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Tenth grade. Sex? I was fifteen. Yep. Wow. So that was dope. 
That was dope. That was a dope decision. That was luckily they put me in the wrong class. That was that was that's crazy how it, it was started. the right class. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell so, you guys up. So what was it like? I mean, high school must have been pretty cool because you were an athlete and a musician. I guess I wasn't the best athlete, but oh yeah, it, it was. I was doing it, you know. I, yeah. was, I, 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 I tough through it the whole thing. Football was crazy, like like hell week, the two week hell week. Oh my god, bro, that was crazy. <laughs> like, whew. and it was always hitting me because I was the smallest one, so they gotcha. always like just. And I got really messed up out there. I ain't gonna lie. Somebody broke my helmet. I don't know. I think I had a concussion. I never went to the hospital either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta <laughs> be tough, crazy. right? Yeah. Yeah. After that, I quit. I said, nope, basketball. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Basketball is a smarter sport. Your career lasts a lot longer, and there's less injuries a and a lot longer. Yeah. No CTE. <laughs> None of that. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so when did you start taking music like more seriously? Um, hmm. Well, I was supposed to play the national anthem at this um assembly at school, I remember. And so I went home for the first time and I asked for fraction, fraction. And my uncle said, like, oh, go outside with that. So I was in the backyard. So I started crying and everything. He was like, come back in here. You sound good. So you can play in the house. I'm like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> what <laughs> I, I kind of knew. Like, oh, oh that's kind of okay. He never does that. So I'm like, shoot, yeah. And it's funny because I was practicing the national anthem, but it was really the black national anthem because it was like for a black history. I'll never forget that. I was like, what? The whole weekend I practicing the wrong song? Wow. But I still learned it. And, you know, we still, we did a good job. So. Does it sound different? Mm, yeah. So the national anthem, like, you know. But the black national anthem, like, um, I go, uh, live every voice and sing. Da, 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 da. It's like almost like a church song, so like that's how I learned it. So they call it the Black National Anthem. So I gotta mm. find that on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds a lot more, uh, like has a lot more soul than yeah. the regular National Anthem. Yeah. Soulful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a pretty cool song. So yeah, we did that. Luckily, I learned it. You know, good thing I got that, um, got it down quick. Cause I had to learn it that day. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how old were you when that happened? Uh, 15. 15. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that was like your first real experience with like performing. That was in front my first of a... time on stage. Wow. That all that. I'll never forget it. <laughs> and I got through it. Like it was nothing. So that's when I kind of knew like I'm good at this. Like it made for me. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, first time on stage. First yeah. time performing, like, and then you had to learn the song the same day, and you pretty much killed it. Yeah, that's kind of wild thinking about it, cause like, now like everybody, no, the people that know me, and to hear that I have done, I did that, it's, it's a shocker, you know what I mean? Cause I wasn't like the best student in school, I wasn't like the best kid growing up, so like, it's kind of cool, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Did you have any feeling. doubts? I was scared. Mm -hmm. I was nervous, but I mean, like, thing about me, if I'm in it, I'm in it. Like, I'm playing football. I'm playing football. If I'm on the stage and I gotta play a song that I never learned, I guess that's what I'm doing. You gotta, you gotta do it. You know. So, I was scared. I didn't really want to do it, but I did it, and I did a good job. You know, faced my fears and 
overcame it and I became stronger. So, um, you know, that's, that's a pretty good mindset. I mean, a lot of people don't have that mindset, especially young. You know what I mean? Where do you think mm -hmm. you got that mindset where it's like, all right, now I know I got to do this and, and I'm just going to do it, get through it. And if I accomplish it, then it's going to make me stronger. Where did that mindset come from? Mm, I'm not really sure, but honestly, it has to come from some male figure or my mom. Um, but I think it was my uncle. Okay. He had the same same type of like, you know, I'm going to do it. You know, I ain't never going to stop me from doing it. So I could pretty much say I got that from him, you know. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, uh, you know, to have to have your uncle be able to teach you a, a valuable lesson. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you yeah. remember him doing that where he would he would give you an example of something like that that you learned when you were young? That that he would do it if he had to do it. Yeah. Well, one of the his friend was he had a his best friend was like really poor like growing up and they had like three kids right like really poor. And so instead of him having kids, he took them on. Did he feel like he had to do it because, you know? So he he raised their three kids from like, what, six all the way up to their grown. So I was like, <sighs> wow. <laughs> yeah, he sounds Whoa. like a pretty cool dude, man. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That's respect. respect yeah, that's all the way. That's mad respect right there. So, like, yeah. I got nothing okay. to complain about. <laughs> Definitely. So yeah. so now you performed like you're like I got this. I know I'm good at this. This this I can do this. What happened after that? I just kept doing it. <laughs> you know, um thing about me, if I'm good at something or know I could be good at something, I'm just gonna train to be the best at it, you know. So I just every day I was on it. Like every, every day I had my horn with me carrying all through the classes, all everywhere, sitting on at the bus stop, like I had it with me. Like I wanted to be the best at it, you know. So um, same with basketball. I just I just couldn't figure basketball out in high school. I don't know what it was, but with music, like every day, just every day. I remember I had this book my uncle gave me. It's like this how to learn music notation book, whatever. And every day I would read it on the bus, like a forty minute ride bus. I would read the whole thing. I would try to read the whole thing, but I read it every day. And I'm glad I did. I don't know why I did that like that, but. I'm glad I did it because now I really know how to read music, you know. And if I didn't, if I didn't do that after all the training I got, if I didn't do that, I would never know like the things I know now. So it's little things like that that makes it that makes it a big thing now. You know what I mean? Like that little thing I did, like it made me who I am now. Like so, yeah. You just got to keep going. Whatever you want to do. You know? Yeah, that's crazy because you seem to have had all these winning habits, like success habits. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I do it every single day. Like, you're trying to learn. If I want to do this, I'm going to be the best at it. Like, yeah. that's that's really cool, you know, because most people, they have to, like, read a book or they have to have somebody in their life that kind of teaches them. Maybe your uncle mm -hmm. uh, transferred that to you. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. did you realize that at the time or was that just something that you did? Mm -mm, mm -mm. To be honest with you, I was so, like, oblivious to like the world because like as a kid when I was growing up in Oakland like I was living with my grandparents like, I had no really parental guidance nowhere so I was kind of like sheltered kind of was in my room every day playing video games you know not really paying attention to school you know so even coming out of Oakland 
out of that almost I could say jungle, concrete jungle, coming to like going coming back to society. I still wasn't all the way there. I was just doing it. You know what I mean? It was not until I became like 20, 22 that I started to like, you know what I mean, understand like everything that happened and like see like everything that happened that got that had me be here today. Like I was able to appreciate, it, you know. So it's cool. Everything yeah. has time, you know. So music has been in your life for more than a decade, it seems like. How long has it been? 11 years. Wow. 11, 12 years. Consistently. Yeah. And I live in like an apartment complex. So my other uncle already knew how to play music because he lived with us in the apartment complex. So I had him to like always come and teach me stuff. And then, so it's like everything was always there, you know, like it was like destiny, you know, it's so weird, you know, but. (laughs) That's how it works sometimes when you're meant to do something. You know? I guess well, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, when you're on the right path, I mean, it's almost like you're on a smoothly paved road. Like, it's not easy, right? Like, nothing in life is easy because you have to always go through things. But if you're on the right path, it's like, it's pretty smooth, if that makes yes. any sense. Yes, if you just stay focused, like, yeah. you'll get there, you know, smoothly. <laughs> yeah, you go off the wrong path and then it's like bumpy. bumpy. And like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So, and then you said you were raised by your grandparents, but it seems like you always had strong role models around you somehow. You know, that- to be honest with you, my sister was really a strong like figure in my life too. Like, cause she was in the same boat as me. She was just older, you know, so she was already independent. So like, like my sister, like I don't mess with my sister. Like, I don't try to get her mad or nothing like that. <laughs> or, like you know, I respect her. Like everything. Like she a boss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I get that from her a lot too. Even like the like angry part, like getting angry. Like I get that all from her. Like because she was like the first role model. Like, she was the first one I really looked up to. You know. So I respect her and I thank her every day. So it's cool. Shout out to sis. Yeah, Brother Doll, that's her name. Brother Doll, shout out Brother Doll, found her. She got, she do music too. She's a rapper and a singer. Nice. So she's nice. on my label, actually. So making things work. Uh, Brother Doll. That's awesome. So she was basically like who took over as your mother figure. Exactly. And the thing is, she actually like the closest thing to, well, of course, like, you know, but she reminded me of my mom like every day. Like she act just like her. So it's kind of cool. It's not, it's like I didn't really lose my mom, you know. It's like she's there still, so it's cool. Yeah, how much older than you is she? Um, ooh, don't tell I forgot her age. I think she's thirty-two. I'm twenty-six. Uh, okay, all right. So yeah, so, she's gonna be mad at you <laughs> if you forgot. Okay. She always get mad. At me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any challenges that you overcame throughout like the last decade when it comes to music? Challenges? Oh, the biggest challenge was starting kind of late, you know? Like, I started at 15, like, just in music. Like, a lot of people started really young, you know? And it's crazy because, like, just about almost the second year of me playing, I got a, a scholarship to go to this, called the East Bay Center Performing Arts Program in Richmond. They gave me a full scholarship, like, 8000 grand, $8,000, like, four years, whatever. But they only give that to people that's, started in freshman year I was a senior and they still gave it to me so it was like hmm so through that I was able to go to Berkeley College of Music summer program I got a full scholarship to go there and 
I was only playing for like two years. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm over here with these people that are playing for 16 years. Like, young, younger than me. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, 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 younger than me. So I'm like, should I be doing this? You know what I mean? Like, I'm so far behind. But I remember, I forget his name, Jabril. He was a chumper player. I remember he told me in the room, he like, bro, don't think about all that, bro. Just keep doing you because you're here for a reason. you only been playing two years and you're here with these people. I'll never forget that. And I never thought about it like that. And that really inspired me. But that, like, trying to catch up through all that time to now, because I've been playing for 11 years now, that's been the hardest challenge. Because while everybody's, like, trying to get their life together in their 20s, right, job and all this other stuff, I'm in here practicing every day, eight hours a day, going out, I used to play in that bar, going out, playing eight hours a day. If I'm going to, if I got to practice, I'm going to make money doing it, so... I'm going to go and play at Bart and do all that. And now I'm at a point where I feel comfortable that, like, you know, now I'm ready to, like, create music. So that's the hardest, like, trying to catch up to my age of playing, like, you know what I mean? Like, be professional, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was the hardest thing. Well, I think everyone is on their path. You know, mm-hmm. the, the timing, divine timing is what I call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm older than you and I'm doing this and you know what I mean? I'm doing, I'm also a photographer and I used to beat myself up like, oh, I should have started, you know, 10 Mm -hmm. years ago. But you know what? Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Everything happens for a reason. So I'm just happy I'm here now doing it, you know, and I kept going at it. So it's dope. dope. Yeah. You know, they say it takes 10 years or 10,000 hours to master your craft. And yeah, you pretty much yeah. put in the work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you put in mm-hmm. both. I'm sure you got the ten thousand hours in even before the ten years, but you so I you're know, kind of maybe. Yeah, probably. I'm not really counting anymore. I'm still going. So I I'm you know it's never a peak for me right now at this point. Yeah, right. you got the right you got the right mindset, man. Like I mean, really like when it comes to becoming a professional or great at something. I mean, even playing sports, you probably saw guys that were super talented, right? Oh yeah, dunked on all that, yeah. yeah. But maybe they were lazy. Maybe they mm. didn't put in. Maybe mm. they didn't put in the work, right? And then yeah, when you yeah. get when you get to the big leagues, everybody's good, you know. But now it's who puts in the work, who's consistent, who has the right mindset. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's about, so. like I only made the team because I was hustling. That was really the only reason. I had no skill at all, but the hustle. What got me on there so well, you know that that hustle is a bigger skill than than talent sometimes look at tom mm. brady yeah exactly yes yes so just got to keep hustling hustling hard and you'll get to where you need to get to you know just got to keep going i think there's a quote that they say that hard work beats talent it's it's hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard yeah exactly now talent <laughs> works hard as that then yeah it would be a whole different yeah. story but talent can be lazy though yeah true they say but when talent works hard it's game over right yes so. game oh nice all the way over yeah <laughs> well i think yes. what I, what i appreciate from you right now you've been playing for 11 years and it seems like you 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 have this mindset kind of like a beginner mindset in a way because you're not you're not satisfied you no. just want to keep going and keep improving. I'm not so. at all. I feel like awesome. I've been a little too lazy for the past five years. I need to catch back up to how I used to be. 
you know, I used to yeah. knock out songs in a day. Like, you know, I just been like three hours on the song and knock it out and post it. You know, I need to get back to that because that's my goal right now. Just coming out with dope songs, you know, and just working and working on it. Get a good catalog going. So Well, I didn't I didn't even know who you were. But I watched the Riot's uh, 2020 music video by Marisha's mm-hmm. like over and over and over again. <laughs> like that saxophone part is beautiful. Yeah. Yes. There's no. It's yeah. Dope. It just it just adds so much soul into mm-hmm. the music into the mm-hmm. song. Yeah. So like I was saying, you know, the saxophone is definitely one of the most soulful. You know, it's one of my favorite instruments out of mm-hmm. all the instruments. You know, yeah. and, and and when you went to it, it's almost like it picked you. Like you didn't pick it; it kind of picked you, right? You know, you're right about that because I didn't even know what it was called. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so that, that's crazy what you said. Like I never thought about that. That's probably true. So it's dope either way to me. However it happened, it happened. So. Yeah, because at first they tried to give you to the trumpet, and you're like, "Nah, I ain't, I ain't feeling this one." And then the saxophone was like, "No, it's it's me. I'm the instrument yeah. you're playing." Yeah, it's exactly, it's exactly. That's how it exactly happened. So I want to ask you a question because you are into like almost every single genre of music. It says right here: R and B, neo soul, jazz, hip hop, reggae, Latin, and tribal. How did you get into all these different different genres? Listening to all different types of music. <laughs> Like just constantly, like I remember, like with like jazz, right? I had, I was working at um UPS, the little mail thing, like the, doing the mail, and it, I hated that job, I hated it. But they let you use headphones, so that was the only good part. So one day I listened to like the John Coltrane song over and over again, like fourteen minutes long, throughout the whole eight hours, like in my ear, just doing it, and that would do something to you, you know. But um, just like that example, I did it with all, all types of music. And with me, it's like, I guess I have a good ear. So whatever I hear constantly, I'm able to like play it back in, um, with my voice or, you know, an instrument. So that's how I learn music, by just keep listening over. I got to listen to a song like what, 50 times and then I'll know the whole song. You know, that's how I, you know, how I play a song. So, yeah. Rip. The repetition is the mother of skill. You know, you That's learn that in sports. That's Imagine if you didn't practice all week and then you try to go play in the game. Well, it would be amazing. Yeah. If you, if you give yourself some arrest, but you'll be definitely amazing. But who does that? Like, right? I mean, yeah. who really like does that? Not a lot of people. So No, not at all. You know, the good and the greats and everything. So basically your love for all genres came out of being stuck at a job and having to be able to listen to music all but being able to listen to music just, all the time i mean not just that i'm just giving an example like i would listen to music anywhere i know i have to listen to music so that's the only way you're really going to get good at being able to play you know all types of music by listening to it and i would spend eight hours listening to one song just for me to learn it forever so that's that's my mindset so I did that with all of it. Now the only song, only genre I haven't played yet is country. And I think I'm about to start doing that. So <laughs> Hey, that's only gonna make you even more uh, uh diverse. marketable, diverse and marketable. You know, if you can hit all yeah. 
what was that one song old town road that just you know was kind of like a country hip-hop rap kind of like combination and it was it was a hit song you know and yeah, who, who would have thought like putting country with rap you know but he mm-hmm. made it happen and it was a hit it was something new something nobody heard before so that's that's really the key too try to create new things yeah. long always told me oh Mongo always told me that like um never create music that's playing now, always create music for the future. Do something different. I never forget that or either. I had to really think about that, like why? And then I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Makes the original. Well well mm-hmm. with music now, there's so many mixed genres. Mm-hmm. So it's always refreshing to hear something that's never been heard before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a good quote, actually, from your uncle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. No, it no, seemed no. like your uncle was a very wise man that gave you lots of good advice. Man, and it, it really, man, and it really didn't like really hit me until like not too long ago, like two years ago. Like, I never would have chose to live here. I wouldn't be like as wise that I, that I am, you know. I wouldn't have the determination to keep doing what I'm doing. And it's, it's like so many factors that had to happen for me to get here. It's, it's kind of scary, you know, when you think about it, but it's kind of cool at the same time. So, maybe. yeah, St- Steve Jobs has a famous quote. He says, You can't connect the dots looking forward, you can only connect the dots looking back. <laughs> That's no, exactly. I, I get that completely. It's, it's definitely true. It's definitely true. It's yes. So, That's, you're connecting all the dots now. It's a lot of dots, man. It's a lot of dots, yeah. So tell us about San Quentin. How did you get that gig? What was it like playing there? It's this rapper, there's this hip-hop artist I met named Rob Woods. And um, once upon a time, he actually went to prison for something, you know. He got out, you know, and he became this hip-hop artist, this this amazing, iconic figure that everybody knows that's go so crazy. He's just dope, you know what I'm saying? And um, I'm a saxophonist, so mm-hmm. he, um, I don't know how he did it, but um, he got this, this chauffeur to play San Quentin, you know, because he had people, friends that he knew in there that he knew in prison. And so um, we, we was able to um, perform there. Um, I performed with this band called AMPM that I'm part of. And uh, yeah, it was front of the whole yard. Like I ain't never experienced that before. Like the whole yard, like woo. And like we all have our thoughts going to prison. Like, well, what's gonna happen? You know. But it was really cool. Like wow, like it was amazing. Actually, and they loved us and everything. And so Robert Woods got it all together. And like y'all should check him out. After this interview, y'all should hit up Robert Woods. That's the man you should talk to. That's that man goes. That man is amazing. Right. So what's his, what's his name? Rob Woods. Where's he located? Uh, he's from Sac, but he lives in LA right now. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. He sounds like a very interesting uh, individual. Mm-hmm. We got this cool song out called "Stuck." Stuck. Yeah. So that's, my, a... that's actually my best song out, to be honest with you. So check that out, please. He says "Stuck." So, yeah, stuck. Okay. Um, I have a question for you. Did you get any like uh, any feedbacks uh, from your performance in uh, San Quentin? Like, what was your most memorable ones? You know, after performing. Oh, I mean, of course. Like they, 
just them coming up to us and telling them telling us their story and like how we made them feel like they never experienced that before like I really can't remember all, everything, but you know, I, I just remember the people coming up to me and they just like their facial expression, like how they was just so happy, like dang, like. And then I had to really think about it and like say, like, yeah, I, I couldn't understand, like you know, if I haven't had that in years, and so, um, just that alone was like that was the best feeling I had. You know, I was able to bring that type of joy to them. We was able to bring that type of joy. So, yeah, I'd love to go back. You know, that'd be dope. That's a big deal because Johnny Cash has performed in San Quentin. Uh, there's a Latin band called Los Tigres del Norte who are like the one of the biggest, most pop, famous in history Mexican bands, and they they're they're the few that have played at San Quentin. And then uh, you can what's their name can, again? Uh, Los Tigres del, del, del Norte. Oh. I'm, yeah, you gotta write that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Write that down for me. It's the it's the Tigers of the North translation. Tigers of the North. Oh, that's actually yeah, dope. yeah. And uh, they're just a uh, they've been playing for thirty plus years, and they played at San Quentin. They did a documentary about it on Netflix. You could probably check that out. What's and, the, what's uh, the, um, the Netflix show called? Uh, the Tigers of the North to play San Quentin. I think it's called. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll but. Check uh, it out. Yeah, they played at San Quentin, and then Johnny Cash, and then you guys. <laughs> so really? there you go. What? Yeah. So, yeah. oh, that's kind of dope. Oh, yeah, that kind of feel good. What? <laughs> well, yeah. if you ever go back there, let me know. I'd love to photograph you. Yeah, up in I think there. got pictures. Um, the pictures on my um Spotify actually. If you go and look, and you can scroll, you'll see like one little picture of it. I'm gonna post more of it on my other page. So yeah. <laughs> that will be an experience like seriously i'm looking forward to it it was, experience. It was dope yeah. like a concert big concert did they record you guys performance mm, i think that was the only thing they couldn't do you know we was able to take pictures you know that was like the only like leeway we had like but video i don't think no yeah i nah. guess you can't really control video too too well as you can control like a picture or something like that basically yes yeah basically they didn't want you guys uh videoing uh some some of the inner workings of san quentin so they could show it everywhere else right? <laughs> yeah i don't know but yeah they, they really didn't let it take no bit it was it was it was staring on that part they were like nope <laughs> so, well that's cool that's a great experience man and um yeah. so you you have your own label and you want to help out other artists as well and um so what was the driving force behind all that? Well, it was like, you know, as a uh, as an artist, everybody want to get signed, right? Everybody want to make money. You know, we all have that dream as a, you know. But then when you really break it down and really look at it, you know, and really understand what that really is when you sign the contract, like, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's time your soul away. Let's be real, you know. And, you know, looking at it like that and then, you know, like, I mean, I'm gonna work hard if I get signed. Uh, I just really want something back, but it don't seem like I'm going to get anything back that's worth me. You know what I mean? So it's time for a change. Like, you know, it's 2021. You know, like nobody wants to play anybody. Nobody wants to scam nobody. Nobody wants to take nobody's money. We all want to live a great life together, right? Doing what we do best, right? So let's all be fair with it. Why can't we be fair? Why we got to be greedy, right? So that's why I want to start my own label. I actually started my own team now called the Focus Team. 
So I'm thinking of changing focus productions to focus team. But when you said it again, I kind of was thinking like, you know, maybe I should keep your focus productions and still have focus team. So yeah, I have a team called the focus team and it's like 11 of, 11 of us. And it's like, it's not like really like this is a leader. Yeah, I started it kind of, but it's not like, it's like who could offer what, you know? So everybody's their own thing, but just put it into the pie, you know what I mean? Put it into the bag and then we can all create something from that. That's what, that's the whole goal of the focus team. And we want to offer that to other artists out there. I have a label, focus production, focus team, whatever you want to call it. And what I would do is I'll, cause I'm a producer, I would make your music. I would help you find the music. I would engineer it. I would help you find the engineer and I will distribute for you and I, or help you find that. I'll promote it for you. I'll help you find somebody that I can. You know what I mean? I'll do what I can. You know, I'm not here to take anything. You want to give me something? Give me 5%. You no, know, whatever. I don't need your whole bank account. You know what I mean? You earned that. I'm just here to help you. And I hope you do the same for me. That's what I'm looking to do for the music industry because right now it is not where it's at. And it's going downhill anyway. And so we need to rebuild it. And it starts with us. So I want to be the man in the mirror and I'm going to do my part. And I'm just trying to spread the message so everybody else can do their part. And it, it takes all of us to do it. So. Yeah, I that's, love it. Yeah, it's very smart because um, you're right. Like the artists are pretty much getting taken advantage of nowadays. And like everyone can basically dream. download yeah. music and i think kanye was on a podcast and he said his, he was like negative millions on his music but his real wealth comes from all his other business opportunities you know what i mean why can't but, you make money off of music anymore why like you know what i mean it should you should make a at least a living off of music if you really put the work in and it seems like you can't even do that so gotta change it up Hey. Like, like you said it's 2021 right it's time for a change and you guys I mean, are doing getting it older, so. <laughs> support it that's they, awesome they say every great uh business is just you find a problem and then you find the solution for the problem exactly so, there is a solution you know what i mean it's a problem it's a solution to every problem you just gotta look for it and work hard no shortcuts you know people like to take shortcuts but that's not the solution so yeah, the best shortcut is doing it right the first time. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Say it again. I said the Say best shortcut is doing it right the first time. Thank uh, you. So, so the K, uh, so the focus team, right? Yes. And uh, so you're looking for artists, or are you just out there like whoever wants to come and contribute? I'm not really looking for artists like that. We we are there for everyone who wants our help. Like just now, my sister, she part of my, you know, brother dog. Like she had a music video yesterday. The focus team came out and we assisted her the best way we could. You know, I brought the speaker. Some people took some photos. You know, some people played the music. We all helped out. That's what the focus team do. Do we ask for something? No. We know you're not making millions of dollars right now, but one day you may. And so, you know, one that will help us out, you know, if you want to be part of the focus. But she's part of the focus team. So, you know, it's like an investment. You know what I'm saying? We we believe in you. So we want we want you to be a part of it. You know, and you don't have to be fully a part of the focus team to be a part of the focus team. You can just give 2%, you know what I mean? Give something, you know what I mean? We'll help you the best way we can. There's a and, quote. Yeah. There's a quote I want to share with you guys. Your creative uh, energy is your currency. It's by holistic wellness. Yes. And um, I just appreciate that you guys are out there helping each other, you know, being great help to one another because that's how it should be anyway. 
for us exactly. creatives. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. That's all we got to do. Teamwork. Yeah, you have Teamwork a gr- makes teamwork. You have a great idea. I mean, that's what, I, what we're doing here with the Bliss Seekers. Like, I knew when this vision was created, I wasn't going to do it all by myself. You know, they say, mm-hmm. if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with a team. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yes. And so, like, you know, I called Joe. We we, we talked to our um, videographer, Hotem, and kind of, like, put this team together. And like you said, like, right now, we're not making millions and millions of dollars. You know what I mean? But... Mm-hmm. I don't look at now. I look at the the vision of the future, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. You got to have patience in it. It's not going to come now. That's shortcuts. If nothing good comes out of that, <laughs> we all see it, right? History told itself. We got to do it the right way and just have patience and it will come. So, Yeah, you know, I really appreciate yeah. your mindset, man, because you have the winning mindset. So, And you're mm-hmm. willing to put the appreciate work in. You. Yeah, no problem. I mean, I've been around winners the last 15 years and i know mm-hmm. the mindset you have to have right mm-hmm. it's much more than just talent like talent only takes you so far so far yeah, you're gonna hit a ceiling man you gotta you know figure that out <laughs> yeah i always used to hear this quote from one of my mentors he said what got you here won't get you there <laughs> that's dope Hey, I'm about to hold on let me write that down yeah you can put Wait, that in one of your songs right there what got that, you here won't get you there. That sound like one of those Drake, you know, like what's it? What do you say? Uh, if you see, if you listen, if you hear this, it's too late. It's like one of those. I like that. If it got you, wait, say it one more time. What got you here won't get you, you there. It's so simple, right? Yeah, but you can get a big step quick. What you what got? In other words, you just have to level up every time. Like you're not gonna exactly. Like, you're not gonna be if you were already where you need to be to become that successful artist you'd be there already you know what i mean so exactly. it's like that's what yeah I, exactly that's what i said seven years ago i'm like okay why is that happening it must be something to it you know what i mean so hmm. and then well, like, like you said that. it also takes patience and time too and that's when i had to learn too back i said it must mean i gotta wait so it ain't no shortcuts and the shortcuts is not the way you want to go so we all know that too so 11 years yeah. in a game you you're like you're a pro you know what I'm saying? And Still you learn, like a baby, but well, that's a, that's a great mindset to have. Like I still consider myself as a baby in photography as well, mm-hmm. because there's always like learning, even with the, the podcast, mm-hmm. there's always opportunities to learn. And so I think that's a good mindset to have, mm-hmm. you know what it's I mean? Dumb. With anything that you do. Yeah, you have exactly. that, so. Can't lose. I mean, it's only a marathon at that point and you're the only one running. So just keep running. Keep swimming, yeah. I guess. Well, we're running with a team, so we got a team. Yeah. You got a team, so it's nice exactly. to run with a team. Yeah, exactly, and maybe we all can work together one day. You never know. Never know what the future may hold. For sure, you know. I mean, and um, like like you were saying, I mean, it's it's all about habits. It's all about vision. Like, so the goal for this podcast is two hundred and fifty million subscribers, the number one podcast in the world. We're gonna have a compound. We're going to have a, a, a big, huge studio with like a kitchen, with a full gym. Like just it's going to be like a compound. Wow. Right? You about to have all that. That's dope. I yeah. Can't see that. That won't be an experience. You know, it like when the be. guests come in, they're just like, dang, like what's going on here? Hey, you yeah that might even happen too you know like we bring in an artist there might be like a place to perform there you know what i mean no, like, yeah, stage. that's dope too see never know see, after see, the see. podcast you know kj focus is gonna be performing for you guys so 
Not you know, balanced. yeah. Um, but if you if you get stuck on, oh, you know, I'm not successful. It's been two years or one year. Or, you're never gonna make it. You know what I no. mean? Because you're not. You what are you after then? Like it's not even supposed to be about that anyway. Right. <laughs> you know. Now, if you're trying to make a living off of it, then you got to be smart and you got to think as a businessman. Not. Uh, I'm not trying to put nobody down, but not as a kid that's like wanting to get famous and get attention and just. You know what I mean? You got to be. You got to be mature about it. You know, it's a serious game, and it's been a serious thing that happened in the game. So you can't come in as with a kid mindset. So I'm glad I learned that early. You know. You gotta have patience and mold yourself and know who you are because once you in that, like once you in the tank with the sharks, you either a guppy or you're gonna grow into a shark. And a lot of people just get ate up listening to everything around them. The fan, the people and just not being who they are and they just, just downhill. So yeah do you know the artist 24k 24k golden or golden 24k i heard of something like that i'm not sure who i heard it from but what about him so he's from san francisco and uh he's like he has a song mood that hit like number one Mm -hmm. and uh anyways the reason i mentioned him is because he's young he's only like 19 but he has the same mindset like as you like he's just like mature beyond his years yeah that's dope that he has somebody with that yeah that's that's a blessing because with that mindset in the game can't really lose you know what i mean it's at your pace at that point if you understand it like that so yeah 100 percent so like yeah i mean you remind me a lot of like what like him uh, you know and, and so i'm just i'm just thinking like you just got to keep going man and and just keep working and keep being creative and i mean and i don't have think fun. Have yeah sure exactly have fun every day you know what i mean it's not have to be serious and like blood and tears and all that no just make sure you enjoy the moment okay you may not ever have that back ever again once you get it so enjoy it you know thank you <laughs> Thank you. That's a great reminder. I tell myself all the time not to take everything way too seriously. Uh, life and be fun, so yeah, it, it's it. a process. You know, it is a process. Mm-hmm. So you just got to enjoy the, the journey and laugh every day. That's laugh something. Every, exactly. Laugh every day will keep the doctor away. That's what I say. So. There you That's go. So you know, another quote I can give you from my previous mentors. They said, if you ain't having fun, you're not doing it right. Ex- I heard that. Exactly. Yes. If you're not having fun, you're not doing it. Because it's supposed to be fun. Like, you choose something you want to have fun in, make money doing it. Life is great. I mean, what else can you say? You know what I mean? Life is great. <laughs> if you're not having fun, you're not doing the thing you want to do. You know what I mean? If you're doing it for the money, that's not what you want to do. You know, Do something that you don't care about the money for one. Then learn how to make money doing it. And you will never go wrong. Yeah. Imagine so, a life where you get paid to do what you love. I think that's the American dream to me. You know? <laughs> 100% I agree 100%. with you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us more about your label like um, uh, how's that going where's where's the vision where's that headed well it's new I mean you know I just I'm glad I'm able to be, get a label do like digital kid you know what I mean that's how you know I paid the you know to have as many artists I want on my label so I got an official label right now so that's why I kind of got the focus team because that's cool and all, but I don't really want to just be with this. Okay, I want to be able to learn how to do it all myself. And so that's why I created the Focus Team. And right now I'm starting like all the process. I get my LLC and all this other stuff. 
because I have a person named Chad. He's been in the game, so he teach me all that. Also have my other um, friend, uh, my big bro, my almost like my dad, Wayne, Wayne Hayes. You know, he teach me everything I need to know about business. So I have people on my side teaching me. I'm just trying to make sure right now, if that's where I'm going to go later in life, I'm going to just start it now. It may not be really nothing now, but later on, if I, you know, it's going to grow. So, yeah, I have a label. It's not, you know, anything big, but no, it will be. And yeah, not yet. Not yet. So it's called the Focus Team or it's called Focus Production. I haven't really decide on what I really want to call it. But I like how you said focus production. So I may keep it like that. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. You just have to focus. <laughs> It'll come to you. <laughs> Thanks, Rodri. <laughs> well, you started. Focus. You started. So that's that's the good thing. You took action. Yeah, yeah exactly. All you got to start it. Just start it at least. And then, you know, let it grow. Mm -hmm. Got to be patient. Let it grow. Yeah, you just got to take action. That's the one thing that most people lack. They all got ideas. They all want to do it, but they don't take action, right? And there's a quote that says, you can't no. gain uh, action from knowledge, but you can gain knowledge from action. Exactly. You got you to gotta have experience. That's the only way you're going to be able to learn it. You got to just jump in and swim. And, you know, maybe that's what you got to do. You just got to jump in and swim, you know. You can get out, you know, you know then jump back in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But learn something every time you jump, you know, so you won't make the same mistake. So, yeah, yeah that's that's very true. What about your your music? Like, wh what stuff are you working on right now? What stuff do you have out? So, that's a. I mean, I, I think I'm kind of doing a lot of things at once, but in a way, I'm not because I wouldn't be doing it anyway if I wasn't supposed to do it. But so, with the music is now, right now, I've been working on two new songs the past three weeks. They covers. Um, one of them is um, it's a 21 Savage song called Rich Nigga Shit. Um, forget the name, but I really like the the, the the production of it and everything. If it bounces and it makes it makes me feel something, I'm gonna play it and learn it. So that's coming out. Um, I have another cover called, I mean, it's a J. Cole cover called Snow on the Bluff. Snow on the Bluff. I did my own little um, I forget his name. I keep forgetting. You see, you know the saxophone player Yosef Ah. Sadiq? I don't know. Ah, oh, suck, but I feel so bad for getting his name. Well, one day I will remember. It's okay. But it was based, it was like, kind of like what he, he does in this music. So it was like inspired by him. Then I have a Roddy Rich song called Backseat. It's a Roddy Rich cover. So I'm doing little covers right now because I'm trying to get some singles out. Um, I have an EP I wanted to come out with called Green. It's not finished yet. It may come out that in the springtime. You know, Green. I mean, April, you know, I, th I consider that the springtime, but um, so that may come out next month. So, you know, I'm doing this all myself. So it's a lot. And then I'm also like mixing like my sister. And Thank you for tuning in. That was the end of part one. Part two comes out next Monday, 9 a.m. Please stay tuned. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next one comes out.